history of migration and immigration in the United States is one of the dominant forces shaping our experience of race today. And as we all know, the United States is known for being the nation of immigrants. There are approximately 50 million immigrants that makes up almost 15% of the United States population alone. And that's why they are the biggest country to have immigrants living in this nation. Many immigrants come to this country for multiple reasons. And one is for big opportunities like economic and health opportunities. And they also want to reunite with their families or to make a family here for having a safer ground to live on if their country is suffering with wars or violent conflicts. When people from other countries come to any other land, they bring their culture as well. And many immigrants here have shared their culture, which made what the United States is today. The United States is built off of immigrants since the beginning of exploration time. And if we look back into our textbooks, we know that the first immigrants were Europeans who came in to also have a better opportunity as well. Many of them went away from their country because they didn't want to be exiled just because of their practice of religion. So they came here to feel safe and to start a family here. And that's when generations and generations passed. And we still today have so many immigrants who have that same opportunity here today. Although many immigrants come to this country just to have a better life at things, they have become, which is reported, an escape goat and also became a second-class citizen in this nation that has been led on for hundreds of years. If we go back to the 1700s where the immigration law passed that immigrants who live in this country for nearly two years can become a final citizen. But the only problem was that it only was a qualified thing if you were white. And that didn't even include Native Americans or enslaved and free Black African Americans. So all the immigrants, when they had a whole wave of immigrants coming in to the 1800s all the way to the 1900s, many of them weren't considered citizens. And it became a long time for that law to even pass for many people with other race to become citizens as well. And when I'm thinking about this, I wasn't really taught about the significance that immigrants had to face because of the racism that happened in this country or when they were called nasty racial slurs and stereotypes. This country, the United States, has a dark past of racism and it's early rich history that hasn't even been a thousand years ago. This was only a few hundred years ago. I can ask someone and they could say, yeah, my great, great, great grandma or grandpa were slaves. So this is recent history, but in the textbooks that I read in high school or middle school or even elementary school, I wasn't really taught about 
any other race except for African Americans. If we go down the timeline of what I was taught personally, I read that they had an exploration time, that the Europeans were coming into this new place, the Americas, in the Western Hemisphere to have God, gold, and glory perform here. And then they brought over slaves, which led to the Atlantic slave trade, that they brought in African people in this country to just work off the fields and they made money off of them. Then when so many years passed, many Americans wanted to be freed from Great Britain and that's when the Declaration of Independence came. And then the Civil War happened where there was a division between the North and the South and the viewpoint, the pinpoint, was slaves being freed or not freed. The South made money off of slaves and so they fought for them to say, you know what? Slavery should still happen because the whole profit of the South is made by the slaves. So after that happened, then came the civil rights movement, the Jim Crow laws and separate but equal situations. So during that timeline, that's really the only thing I was taught about African Americans and white people having conflict over and over. I wasn't really taught or I never understood about other race that had issues in this country because I just never seen it in my textbook, but only a little small percentage I can't even remember. So for my next topic, I was really shocked when I heard about this because it is something I wish I was taught. And this is about how racism can put an impact on anyone just by the color of their skin. And this is solely based off of immigrants coming in for the same opportunities that white people had when they came to this country as well. So why is it that they have so much tension when everyone wanted the same goal? On today's topic, what schools didn't teach you, I would personally explain what happened in Los Angeles, California to be the biggest massacre still to this date. This massacre has involved 500 men and women who are white people who went and destroyed many families of the Chinese people. This massacre is something to deal with both immigration and racism. And we're gonna talk about it on my Skip Post Media podcast. So let's get started. Before we get started, please subscribe to all my channels so you'll be the first to watch my new upcoming episodes. What schools didn't teach you? Season 1, Episode 3. The Chinese Massacre in 1871. The American Industrial Revolution, sometimes referred as the Second Industrial Revolution, began in the year 1870 and continued through World War II. This industry era saw the mechanization of agriculture and manufacturing fields and the introduction of the new modes of transportations we know still to this day and we still use, such as airplanes, 
railroads, engines, or steamboats. But specifically, the railroads created such a significant expansion throughout the nation, bringing in a new set of wealth, and even in the remote parts of the countries, transformed the national market economy. The Industrial Revolution produced the American society that we all know as today of being the richest and most powerful nation in the world. But no one would have ever thought of that during the 1800s and 1900s when many countries thought this is just a small country who just got out of the grasp of Great Britain who became an independent nation. There is no way that this small country with so much land can take this opportunity of being the richest country. Well, because of the world's war, they showed everyone that, of course, you may think that, but with all these opportunities on the table, I'm going to grab every single one of them. As I said in my previous video, war can bring in tons of money to a nation, and that's exactly what the United States did. They created many weapons for other countries that they were allied with, such as weapons and transportations for countries. And the only time they really participate in a war is when they are being provoked or something happened to their American soldiers. But other than that, they always supply weapons and other sorts of things that their country has been asked to do for in return for money. So during this revolution, a new class of wealthy industrialists came into the picture, such as prosperous middle-class citizens and new job opportunities, such as a blue-collar job. Now, the blue-collar job consists of people who are farmers, power plant operators, mechanics, and electricians. With so many opportunities going up for grabs in this new nation, many immigrants sought out for that to run away from any conflicts or no benefits that happened in their country. So in the 1800s, there was a new wave of immigrants coming into the country for the same opportunity to make money not only for themselves, but for their family. And one in particular that has so many immigrants coming in on the west coast of the United States were Chinese immigrants. So fast forward to 1900, the turn of the century, when the territorial boundaries of the continental United States are settled. For the first time, Norwegians, Swedes, and Italians were the largest groups coming to the states of South Dakota, Minnesota, and Louisiana, respectively. 1910 shows us how quickly things can change, with large numbers of Russians and Italians arriving. The only state where Ireland was the top country of origin was tiny Delaware. With the American population exceeding 100 million in the 1920 census, there were equal numbers of German, Italian, and Russian-born immigrants. Many had fled Europe to escape the horrors of World War I. By 1930, the Industrial Revolution was in full swing and the country was growing rapidly from within, so the percentage of foreign-born fell. And for the first time since 1850, Mexico was the dominant country of origin for new arrivals to California. During the 19th century, over 2.5 million Chinese immigrants moved from China to America to find a better chance of an economic opportunity in 1864. 
Now, most of those immigrants moved to California through San Francisco to find a booming job in the Industrial Revolution at that time, which was mining, agriculture, or specifically the railroad construction in 1865. And in the 1860s, they had a big shortage of workers who can complete the construction of the railroad tracks. But since the immigrants came, they made up 90% of the workers who worked on the tracks. During that time, they didn't have the technology to lift up big objects such as rocks and metals. So it only took manual labor to complete this track. And it is an estimation that they carry over 8,000 pounds of rocks and metals just to complete this. And sadly, 4,000 of them died. As we all know, America is really built off of immigrants, and many people just didn't give them that credit, especially back then, just because of the color of their skin or just with the term of immigrants. So many Chinese immigrants had to face backlash, even when they made money coming into the American society because of the railroad tracks or any other job they had during the Industrial Revolution. Many brothels and salons were opening up in the state of California in the United States because of the mining and the railroad transportation industry was booming significantly. So Americans and many foreigners, such as the Chinese immigrants, came to California to have a fresh new start of many opportunities. And in the United States, many Americans relied on the Chinese immigrants who came in large groups from China in the 1850s. Many of them built railroad tracks and also small towns on the west coast of California. But with all that work, they had unequal pay and less than a white worker who did the same thing. So they not only dealt with racism, but they also dealt with xenophobia, which is a hostility of fearing foreigners. And they had many attacks just because of racism in their own communities. So they weren't even treated as humans, but just looked in the eyes as immigrant workers. On October 24th, 1871, there was a shootout between two Chinese groups in Calle de los Negros, which is now called Los Angeles Street. Because of this event, one police officer came into the scene and was accidentally shot and wounded. And another person named Robert Thompson, who was a local white rancher and the owner of a salon keeper, was shot and killed right then and there. Now, as we already know, this created rumors and it spread like wildfire that it brought 500 people to create a mob and attack the local Chinese community. They attacked anyone there who looked Chinese, even when they weren't even involved into that incident. Now, this really derives from the anti-sentiment of Chinese people that leads to racism that occurred in this nation. Because if it wasn't the case, of course, the police officers, other police officers, would have came in and arrested the two groups right then and there. But because of that strong passion of just having this thought that one is better than the other, they took it upon themselves and said, I'm going to do what I want to do and what feels right. 
because Chinese people were looked down upon just because of the color of their skin and had the word of immigrant, but not human being. Because of this 1871 massacre that happened in Los Angeles, California, 17 Chinese people and a 15-year-old sadly passed away because of this hatred. And you know how many people were arrested and who were in the mob? It wasn't even a lot. It was about 10 people who were arrested and they got out of the jail just that instant, one year later, and a few people were arrested for murder. This is the hatred that has been brought in this nation for many years. And like I said before, it is the sad truth. When people only want opportunities, they come to this country, but at what cost? The original Chinatown sprang up over 150 years ago along a dusty adobe-lined alley about a mile away. That was where one of the darkest incidents in Los Angeles history took place, the Chinese Massacre of 1871. On the night of October 24th, 1871, a mob of about 500 Angelinos converged on the Chinese part of town. They killed cooks, laundrymen, a musician, even a well-respected Chinese doctor. Not that they had done anything wrong, the problem was the color of their skin. This was the largest massacre in LA's history, and it was the last massacre marking the transition of Los Angeles from a Wild West town to a modern city that lived under the rule of law. I was born and raised in LA, part of the fourth generation of our family to lay down roots in the city. But as I was growing up, I never heard about the story of the massacre from our parents. They didn't mention it. It wasn't taught in school. Nobody talked about it. But the story of violence against marginalized people, Blacks, Latinos, Asians, Native Americans, is part of the LA story. And it's still a story that reverberates today. As of 2021, a plaque was embedded in the streets of the old Chinese district as a remembrance of the massacre that happened in 1871. But many people believe that it doesn't do any justice of honoring those who seamlessly died from racism. Racism is a big part of this history that we live in today. The story of violence about marginalizing people, Blacks, Asians, Whites, Latinos, and Native Americans all play a part in many countries. And if we don't improve now, we will never improve later on. So in order to do so, we have to know our history, even when it's hurtful, very sad and painful, even when your own ancestors went through that. But we have to realize that it was quite a common practice back then. And I'm talking about hundreds and hundreds of years ago since the beginning of mankind. It was very normal. But luckily, in the 21st century, it has gotten much better compared to a century ago. So again, in order for us to improve, we have to learn history. And I wish I did learn about this. Because like I said before, there was only a small percentage, literally, of things that I learned in school. So I had to do my own research. And most of the times you have to as well, just to get to the truth. Because most of the times you won't get that. 
Thanks for tuning in on Skepost Media Podcast, Episode 3 on What Schools Didn't Teach You. I hope you enjoy this episode, and I can't wait to see you again next week. And if you want to be one of the first few listeners, please subscribe to all my social media platforms so you can be the first. I'll see you again. Thank you.